Money Pit is presented by American Standard, Pergo, Mr. Beans, Home Advisor, Alexeter, and Jiway. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we are super glad to be with you on this beautiful fall weekend. We hope that you are enjoying the beautiful fall weather. It's our favorite time of the year because we call it the Goldilocks season. Why? Well, it's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's just right, right? Just like the fairy tale. But it's just right in our case to take on just about any home improvement project that's on your to-do list, whether it's outside, inside, or anywhere in between. Coming up on today's program, if you're getting ready to cook up a storm this holiday season, having the right filtration system in your kitchen vent hood can keep both your kitchen and your lungs a lot cleaner. We're going to tell you how to improve the air quality and do just that just ahead. Plus, daylight saving time ends this weekend, which means it's a lot darker around your house. We're going to have tips on how you can add bright ceiling lights wherever they're needed, but without having to run all that new wiring. Plus, Leslie, what do you think is the most dreaded thing to clean in any house. Ugh, it's probably the toilet, right? It's got to be. It's got to be. <laughs> You're right. Yep, absolutely right. Well, now some good news. There's a new toilet out from American Standard that actually cleans itself. It's called the Vormax Plus Self-Cleaning Toilet. We're going to tell you all about it in just a bit. But first, let's get to your calls. The number again is 888-MONEYPIT or post your questions right now to the community page at moneypit.com. Leslie, who's first? Diane in South Dakota is on the line with a flooring question. What can we do for you today? Yes, um, we had a problem with uh, trying to put some wood flooring down on our on our floor. We have a modular home over a full basement. And okay. when they delivered the wood and they went to lay it down, they said that our floor was not flat. We had some ridges or bumps on it. Yep. And that they could not put the flooring on because it would pop up and wouldn't hold. Okay. And I'm just wondering if there's any way to rectify that. So what type of subfloor do you have that they were trying to put this uh, new flooring on top of? Is it plywood? It's plywood, yes. Yeah, sure. A good flooring installer would know this, so I'm surprised they didn't tell you what had to happen. But there's a couple of things you can do. There's a carpentry solution, and a carpentry solution may involve, it depends on how far out of whack it is. I mean, they're right. These these new flooring products, um, they have a, a certain range that they're designed to work uh, with, within. And if your floor is out of level uh, above that range, then certainly you could have adhesion problems. So there's the carpentry solution might involve working on the floor joist to actually get them to lay down. Sometimes you get um, a joist that is crowned and sort of rises up. There is actually a way to go into the basement, cut that beam in half, put a new solid beam next to it, and bring it down. And that will help it lay down and eliminate that bump. So that's a carpentry solution. And the other solution you can use um, is to apply what's called a floor leveling compound. Now, this is a, um, a liquid, very thick compound that gets um, poured onto the floor, and then it's self-leveling in a level, and it'll keep everything nice and flat. And that takes up the dips and the rises in that floor and gives you a very flat surface to work on. Probably not a do-it-yourself project, something I would have somebody do that has some experience with it because it's got to be done right. Then once that dries, the new floor can be laid right on top of it. So there's a carpentry solution, and then there's the floor leveling compound, which is designed exactly for situations like this. Okay, I actually think that we'd probably have to go the carpenter route because I asked them about that product. I said, isn't there some kind of a leveling product that you could 
pour on the floor, and they said it won't, wouldn't work in this situation. Okay, well, I'm not sure why. Um, they probably should be giving you more information on that. And sometimes when a contractor says it won't work, what, what, what they mean to say, that's what comes out of their mouth. But what they're saying is, I really don't want to do it. <laughs> okay. okay, okay. Maybe they didn't want to do it. Don't take that to heart. It may be that it can, in fact, be done. You just don't have the right person involved yet, okay? Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your calling me back. Yep, good luck. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Heading to Minnesota, where it's super chilly. Larry, what is going on with the concrete of your money pit? No cracks. The only cracks I got is in the butter on the on the on a concrete brick wall that goes for the foundation of the house. So the only cracks are in the foundation wall. Is this a block wall or a brick wall? It's a block wall, eight by twelve. And your question is, can you paint it? And I paint the butter on there to keep the water from turning to turning to concrete. You know what comes after paint, Larry? Repaint. So probably not the best approach. If you want to try to to stop water infiltration, I would recommend a couple of things. First of all, you want to use a silicone-based masonry sealer. Silicone is important uh, because these products are, are vapor permeable, especially in the cold climate of Minnesota. You don't want to seal in moisture that will invariably get into that block wall because it will freeze and start to spall or chip off some of that surface and it'll deteriorate. It won't look very good. So you want to use a silicone sealer. The second thing is you want to do what you can to uh, reduce the amount of moisture that gets on that wall. And a couple of ways to do that. I have very often seen those block walls deteriorated uh, from something as simple as a blocked or misdirected gutter where the water lands at at the foundation perimeter, splashes up, puts that much more water against that wall, which proceeds to freeze and break and crack. And also, when you have a lot of water around the foundation, you get more movement under the footing, and that causes cracks. So anything that you can do to reduce the amount of moisture that's getting that wall by painting a silicone sealer on it, uh, and then by making sure your gutters are clean, your spouts are are discharging away from the foundation, and that the soil around it slopes back so that you don't have water splashing up there. Does that make sense? Yep. I don't have no, no soil. I got all concrete driveway right up to the foundation. Okay, so you probably, it's, some of the rain probably hits that driveway and splashes up, but I guess there's nothing you can do about that. So then I think the best thing for you to do, Larry, is not paint it because the paint's going to peel. It's going to be an ongoing maintenance challenge for you. I would use a silicone sealer, and I think that will address it. That's right. We're going to give it a shot then. All right. Good luck, Larry. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are listening to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. For help with your next home improvement project, call us now at 888 Money Pit, presented by Home Advisor. You can get matched with background checked home service pros in your area and compare prices, read verified reviews, and book appointments online all for free. No matter the type of job, Home Advisor makes it fast and easy to hire a pro you can trust. Still ahead, is your family planning to tap your house as Entertainment Central for the holidays this year? Well, Thanksgiving is right around the corner, but before you get cooking, you ought to be taking a look at the filter in the vent hood over your stove. I'll tell you why after this. You live in a body pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring, we get sucked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. 
and they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. The Money Pit is presented by Home Advisor. Find trusted home improvement pros for any project at homeadvisor.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now with your how-to question at one eight 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 Money Pit, which is presented by Home Advisor. You can also post your question to the Money Pit's community page at moneypit.com. Charlotte in Georgia needs some help making some glue go away. <laughs> what happened? Hey, I had a new linoleum laid, and uh, the glue that they used to uh, glue the floor down with, yep. a lot of it got on my floor. And oh boy. I've been using a knife to scrape it off, but I didn't really want to hurt my linoleum, and I was just wondering if there's any, any kind of product that I can use to get that glue up. Wow, that's tricky, because I, I would be concerned. I mean, there are flooring adhesive removers specifically designed for that type of adhesive, but I would be concerned about its impact on the floor. So I would tell you to search for a flooring adhesive remover, and then I would tell you to, to use it very carefully and watch for any color changes in the flooring. Perhaps even if you have an extra scrap piece of that vinyl, that would be perfect. You can try it out on that. But we want to make sure that it doesn't damage the vinyl in any way, shape, or form. All right, Charlie, good luck. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Sam in Tennessee is on the line with a water pressure question. How can we help you today? Yes, I have uh, just purchased a home that is about uh, 75 years old. And we're refurbishing it, and we're trying to keep everything as original as we can. I have great water pressure in every every room that has water but my bathtub. Sam, does your 75-year-old home have steel water pipes? It has the old. We're eventually going to replace all the water system, but we're having we're having to live in part of the home now and and redoing the other half while we live here. <laughs> If you have the original steel water pipes in a 75-year-old home, they are absolutely going to suffer from interior rusting. Uh, What happens with steel is it rusts and expands inward, so it kind of clogs like an artery, so to speak. And uh, the older it is, the the more that can occur. It's possible that that, you may have a a bad pipe uh, on the way to uh, that uh, tub, and that's why you have such a slow fill out of that. The other possible issue is uh, the valve itself that's feeding water. In that same bathroom, I presume you have a sink and a toilet. Do you notice any water pressure problems with those appliances? No, sir. We have, like I said, great pressure everywhere except for that one spigot. You know, it's the hot and cold runs into one. Well, I mean, the other thing it could be is a bad, it also could be a bad faucet on that tub. But, you know, if it's if the pressure is pretty good everywhere else, it's not it's not likely to be rusted just at the bathroom, at the, at the one fixture itself. Uh, so I would suggest that maybe you want to replace that tub, that set of tub valves, because it's probably obstructing there. Right. Well, actually, 
it's got the old Tommy Butterfly controls on it. We was really wanting to <laughs> keep it. But you can find those valves today. There's a lot of sources of antique plumbing, and, and some of the new uh, fixtures and faucets are designed to basically go you'd be used in a retrofit situation like that. So you can find modern versions that look old. Yes, sir. Thank you. Sam, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Have a great day. Well, if you're playing host for Thanksgiving or the holidays that follow, you might want to make sure that your stove's range hood is up to the task. Now, the right range hood doesn't just make cooking more pleasant. It actually improves the air quality of your entire home and keeps all that smoke and grease and who knows what else out of your lungs. Yeah, and it's a good time to do that right now, ahead of that holiday cooking season. And if possible, you want to make sure that that range hood also vents to the outside of your house in order to carry the exhaust and the odors completely out for a really healthier indoor environment inside. Too often when it vents inside your house, it recirculates the air. It just dumps that smoke right back in pretty much where you've generated it. Now, if you do have an old range hood, it might be a good time for an upgrade. It's possible to find a hood that works quietly while you're carrying on a kitchen conversation. You know, you want to look for certified sound ratings and zone levels. One zone is equivalent to around 40 decibels. Now, the lower the zone level, the quieter that range hood will be. Also, make sure that you include features like dishwasher safe filters and motion sensor lighting for safety. Because I guess you wouldn't want to trip and fall in the dark when you're prowling for that midnight snack that are always, <laughs> always way too available around the holiday season, right? 888-666-3974. If you've got a question about your how-to project, question about a decor project, whatever's going on in your home, we can help. Call us now at 888-MONEYPIT. Darren in Virginia, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? Yeah, so I'm trying to uh, co- convert my toilet from regular water in the house to a rain, 265-gallon rain barrel outside. Uh, so piping it in, underneath my house, I have the CPVC, the smaller stuff. So what I was wondering is, do I have to filter that water? And if I pump it in there, what is the max PSI that I should use? Are you putting a pump on it? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a solar pump on it. All right, so first of all, no, you don't have to filter toilet water because it's wastewater. It's gray water, so it can go straight in. Um, secondly, um, how much pressure do you need? Well, I guess that's really going to depend on the toilet, but I would think, you know, most water pressure in a house is going to be anywhere between 50 and 70 pounds. So that's probably what your toilet's used to working with. And thirdly, you want to make sure, I know it's, it's, I mean, it's a great thing that you're doing trying to use rainwater for all this, but let's not forget the obvious. Make sure your, your toilet itself is efficient. You know, the toilets today, uh, can use as little as about 1.3 gallons of water per flush. So if you have an older toilet, you might want to upgrade it so you need even less water uh, for the flushing mechanism. All right. Well, that's uh, something to think about also. What other what other green upgrades are you making to the house? It, this actually all started with I put in a drinking system for my pigs. Okay. Well, you got a farm there? Or? I, I have a farm. I have a small farm in Damascus, Virginia, and we, we piped, we piped uh, in the stalls drinking nipples for the pigs because they kept spilling all their water. So so now they are totally self-sufficient. They have a solar-powered pump at 40 PSI going to these nipples, and it's coming off of their roof into a rain barrel that feeds it. Well, so this is a natural extension of that, and if it's good enough for the if it's good enough for the pigs, I guess it's going to be good enough for for uh, for your home plumbing system as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely want to try to do as much as I can with Mother Nature before I have to depend on somebody else. All right, well, it makes a lot of sense, Darren. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. 
Kathy in Texas, you've got the money pit. What can we do for you today? Hi, uh, I have a basement, exterior basement window that I need to try to waterproof some way. Uh, the house was built in about 1924, and uh, landscaping and surrounding drainage problems have been an issue in the past, uh, but we need to try to, to somehow waterproof the uh, exterior window for the basement so we don't get water in there from outside. So does the is this window um, above grade or is it below grade? It's right at grade. It's right at grade. So the bottom of it is kind of level with grade. Do you have a do you have a window well around it? No. And the water that you're getting in there, um, is it is it leaking through the window as if the window is bad or is it leaking through the wall? No, it's coming in through the window. So basically you just have a leaky window. The fact that it happens to be uh, above your basement is not really relevant here because it could be leaking no matter where it was in the house. What kind of window is this? Is it a double hung window or or what? No, it is a uh, just a wooden window uh, with I think it's plexiglass that was put in it, and um, I think it's just probably getting old. But we still need to try to you know keep the water away f- from the window because. Uh, when we get heavy rains, we get a lot of water coming in there. Whenever when someone tells me that heavy rains leads to leakage problems in that kind of a space, it's always related to, the cause is always related to the grading and the drainage at the perimeter. And the two ways that are most common to address that is first, take a good, careful, honest look at your gutter system, because many folks have gutters that are undersized, they don't have enough downspouts, or most importantly, they often have the downspouts discharged right at the corner of the foundation, and they don't run that spout out four to six feet. So that's the first thing that causes an increase in drainage problems in the basement. Okay, there there used to be gutters on there, but because we've had renters in there over the past few years, the gutters are no longer there. Yeah, there's your. that's the number one cause of your problem right now. I wouldn't do a thing until I put gutters on that house. You're fighting an uphill battle unless you get gutters on that house because all that water's coming off the roof, and sure, it's going to land in and around the window and that whole basement area. It's going to saturate the soil at the foundation perimeter, and it's going to end up in your basement, or it's, at the least, it's going to raise the humidity levels inside that house. So I wouldn't do a thing to that window until I got gutters on, and I would make sure that the downspouts are extended out four to six feet. It's really critical, and a lot of folks think it's just to kind of keep water off your head when you're going in and out of your house. It's not. Gutters, gutters have a very important structural purpose, and that is to keep that water away from the foundation. So that's what I would do, Kathy, and I think you're going to see a big improvement after that. Okay, sounds great. Good luck. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Nelson in Delaware, you've got the Money Pit. What's going on? Well, I have asphalt paving, uh, actually about 2,200 square feet of it. Wow, okay. And, uh, I, I just had it put in uh, six weeks ago. Okay. And my question is, uh, uh, seal coating, uh, do I use uh, a water base or an oil base? I've, I've well, heard. if it's only six weeks old, it, it sounds like it's a little early for you to be seal coating it. It might be that you want to go ahead and just let this go until uh, next year and give it a seal coating either in the spring or the fall then. And at that point, I think the formulations on these have evolved to the point where you can do a really nice job with the latex-based product. And uh, what you want to do is you know, pick up the seal coat, pick up the tools to apply it with at, at the home center, and then start in one corner and work your way across. But since it's so new, I would let it bake in the sun a little bit. You're going to have a lot of uh, solvents in that material that's going to bake out for a while. So I think it's kind of early for you to seal, to seal it. I think you should just uh, hold off perhaps for about a year uh, and then seal it before maybe we go into the next winter. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, it does. All right. Thanks so much for calling the Money Pit. Just ahead, with the days getting shorter and the nights getting darker, could you use more lights in your home? We'll tell you about a great way to add light exactly where you need it, and you won't even need an electrician to hook it up. That's coming up next. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IAPMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by ADT. Home isn't just a place, it's a feeling. The feeling that you're safe to enjoy the things that matter most. ADT lets you take that feeling with you. Learn more at ADT.com. ADT, home safe home. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Going on right now at MoneyPit.com is the Weekend Warrior Sweepstakes. Have you entered? What are you waiting for? You can enter once a day and share the sweeps with friends. You could win from $4,500 in tools direct from the Home Depot. It's online right now at MoneyPit.com. Yeah, those are some really awesome prizes. So, guys, get to it and enter right now. Hey, have you ever had your disposer jam up on you just when you need it the most? Well, when your disposal jams, it often automatically shuts off and it might not restart by using the wall switch. Now, many homeowners don't know, but there's a reset button and it's located at the bottom of the unit. So after you safely remove any foreign objects from that disposal, one touch of that button could save you a big repair bill. Yeah. And, you know, here's a little tip. If your disposer gets jammed up as a last resort, what you could do is turn the power off to it and... If you kind of get in the cabinet where it is and look underneath of it, you're going to see um, a hex key. 
and there's going to be an Allen wrench that came with the disposer. Hopefully, you still have it. If you insert that Allen wrench into that hex slot, you'll actually be able to move that disposer mechanism back and forth, and that can free it up. I've seen that happen if it gets a little rusty or something, and it just kind of gets hung up. And once you break it free of whatever the clog is that's holding it back, it should work normally. So uh, just a little tip there that might save you uh, a plumbing repair bill. But remember, make sure you turn the power completely off uh, before you do that. Hey, if you've got a repair that needs to get done around your house or an improvement, uh, give us a call right now. We'd love to chat with you. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. John in Arizona needs some help venting a water heater. Tell us what you're working on. I'm going to install a tankless hot water heater, and I'm curious, a gas tankless hot water heater, curious if there's any simple way to vent it on the interior wall of the house. Well, you you obviously have to get that exhaust out. So that means you're going to probably have to go up if we're on the interior wall of the house. You can't downdraft something like that. So you need to be on a space where you can get that vent pipe up through the interior wall, up to the attic, and out through the roof. Now, depending on the efficiency, that may not have to be a metal vent pipe. It could potentially be a plastic vent pipe. But that's going to depend on the efficiency of the water heater and whether or not it's a condensing version, which basically takes as much heat out of that out of those gases, so all that's left is basically water vapor, and then that can vent out of a plastic pipe. But you do have to have it vented. The other thing that you could do is you can direct vent those, so you could go out, say, through a sidewall. Many times I've seen those you know, mounted on an exterior wall, and they basically turn right through the, the wall and go right out. Now, there are rules about how close that vent termination uh, needs to be, or more accurately, how far away that vent termination needs to be from a, from a window. Uh, but you can direct vent those as well. Right. From the top, top of your head, do you know the uh, smallest diameter I could get away with on venting it? No, I don't know the specification uh, precisely, but I would guess it's around a th- it's around three inches. I've seen these come through roofs many times. It's usually around a three-inch vent pipe. Right. Okay, well, that answers my question. Thank you. All right, John. Well, good luck with that project. I think you're going to enjoy a lot of efficiencies with the tackless water heater, in addition to the fact that you'll never run out of hot water. Well, now that daylight savings time has come to an end, it's getting a lot darker, a lot faster, and it's a great time to think about adding some additional lights to your home. But we all know adding lights can be costly because, you know, you need to hire an electrician, you got to run wires, hook up switches, right? Well, not really. There's a new Mr. Beams product out called the Ultra Bright Motion Sensor Ceiling Light, and it's the brightest indoor light they've ever made. This light is cool. It delivers 300 lumens of white light, and it's got a unique diffuser that spreads that light across a very wide coverage area. So it's good for lighting large spaces like closets showers, sheds, hallways, pantries, and even storage areas. Yeah, but you know what my favorite part is about these Mr. Beam's products is that they're battery-powered. In fact, each set of alkaline batteries will provide about a year of light with average use of, say, 8 to 10 activations a day, and it allows for wireless installation anywhere in and around your home. Yep, and they look good, too. It's got a clean, modern design that really complements any home decor and installs just about anywhere without those wires or the electrician to hook it up. (laughs) True. Denise in Michigan, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? I have a front porch. We fixed it last year, the front of it, and the cement that we used fell off. What is the best product to use? Well, the reason it fell off is because you use cement on cement (laughs) or cement on concrete. You need to use a patching product. There are special mixes 
of uh, concrete products that are designed for patching and they have better adhesion to them. So take a look at the products available from QuickCrete and if you can find, you'll find their patching product sticks very, very well. Generally, you have to make sure that the original surface is clean and then you can apply this and you'll find that it has good adhesion and that's the key. You just can't put new concrete on old concrete or new cement on, on old concrete because it's not designed to stay. The water gets under it and starts to loosen things up. But if you use the patching compounds, uh, I think you'll find that it will stick around for quite a long time. Okay, thank you so much for your help. I appreciate it. All right, thanks so much for calling the Money Pit. Up next, the solution to the most dreaded job in any home, a toilet that actually cleans itself. It's called the Vormax Plus Self-Cleaning Toilet, and it's made by American Standard. We'll have those details next. You live in a money pit. The Money Pit is presented by HomeAdvisor. Find trusted home improvement pros for any project at HomeAdvisor.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone, call in your home repair or home improvement question right now at 1-888-MONEY-PIT, presented by HomeAdvisor. Hey, right now on MoneyPit.com, we're running the Weekend Warrior Sweepstakes. If you've not entered, what are you waiting for? You could win some of the 4500 bucks where the tools were given away from our friends at the Home Depot. Now, we've talked about the big prizes, the ones from Milwaukee, but you know what? There's a lot of smaller prizes, too. I mean, there's a lot of ways to win. And what I want to focus on right now is this Ryobi 18-volt one-plus drill driver. This is a combo kit that is awesome. It's perfect for all sorts of jobs around your house. I've got 10 of those to give away. We've also got some Husky mobile workbenches to give away, two of those, and two sets of the 268-piece Husky Mechanics tools. You know, Leslie, that's like a tool for everything you'll ever need, right? Whether you're working on your car or your house, you're going to find it. It's going to be like your go-to toolkit for pretty much any project. You're going to find pieces in there that you didn't even know you needed or had need for, but you'll find something to do with them, truly. It's like every time I go into one of the mechanics tool sets from Husky, you know, it's when I'm like working on the kids' bikes or fixing up the play set in the backyard, like all random things that you wouldn't think would work with a mechanics tool set, right? Yep, and you can enter now at moneypit.com, and you can even increase your chances of winning by entering once a day and then sharing the sweeps with your friends. Online right now, the Weekend Warrior Sweepstakes at moneypit.com. Alan and George is on the line with a roach question. You've already given me the creepy crawlies. What's going on at your money pit? I'm having to have a forced move. Okay. As of like eight days ago. And so now I'm going into this other house and it is just crawling with both American and uh, German cockroaches. And you can understand them because of their accent? You know. <laughs> uh, the bug man came in and sprayed, but I was not here, so I don't know where he sprayed. Well, I mean, I think at this point you have to trust that he knows what he's doing and, and see if he can get this under control. I mean, from the from a, from a an extermination perspective, it, whatever he's going to apply is going to kill both of them. I mean, the American cockroaches are bigger. And then the than the German ones, but they're still you know pretty nasty, and you know generally the advice on dealing with these things is to keep a clean house. I mean a really clean house, and then to use baits and gels and and powder insecticides. And you're better off having the professional do that because frankly they can get their hands on the stronger stuff that you can't. 
and they know where to put it. They know how much to apply, and, and hopefully it'll do the job of getting these things under control and completely eliminating them. And then perhaps when you move into this house, that plus uh, improved hygiene, because it sounds like the last uh, occupant was was uh, pretty sloppy and may have left food around or had leaks uh, in their plumbing, things that can sustain these insect populations, that that's not going to happen again. So I think you did the right thing, and it's just going to take a while for them to go away. Okay, would it do any good to, like, bomb behind it, or will that... No. No, no, no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't get involved in that. And I can't tell you how many times we uh, read stories about those bug bombs blowing up houses. Because there's a lot of people out there that think if one of those bug bombs is good, using eight is better. <laughs> it usually ends up with blowing out the front wall of the house. Or worse. So, yeah, I wouldn't do that. No, I would just trust the professional. They're going to, they're, let's just assume that the guy put the right material in. And, and listen, if you got questions, call the company up. Ask them what they did, what they used. They should be at least leaving you uh, information on what products they put in and find out if there's a guarantee. If you see any more roaches, you know, should you call them and how long should you wait uh, to make that call? Because it might take a couple of days for these things to settle down. All righty. Well, I appreciate y'all. All right. Good luck. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, we love highlighting new products here at the Money Pit, and this one, I've got to say, I'm particularly stoked about because it takes away one of the most dreaded jobs in any house. You guys, it's cleaning the toilet. Nobody likes to do that. Now, it's called the Vormax Plus Toilet, and it basically delivers the cleanest, freshest flush ever imagined. Yep, it's a self-cleaning toilet that basically is designed to freshen with every flush. The way it works is that, that there are Vormax jets that are up under the rim that blast away the grime with every flush. But it gets even better, Leslie, because the Vormax jetted scrub, it's actually combined with what's called the Vormax Plus Fresh Infuser. And this releases Lysol, a cleaner right into the bowl that's going to keep it clean and smelling fresh, flush after flush. Yeah, and unlike any other toilet bowl cleaners, the Vormax Plus Fresh Infuser is hidden in a compartment and it's easy to access so there's nothing unsightly hanging inside the bowl. And it has a really forceful Vormax jetted scrub and that's going to allow the Lysol cleaner to really scrub the entire bowl, including under the rim where the dirt gets trapped and it hides. And each one of those fresh infusers lasts for about 30 days. It's a cool product. The Vormax Plus, it's a self-cleaning toilet that freshens with every flush. Check it out right now at AmericanStandard.com. Doesn't get any better than that. A self-cleaning toilet. Marilyn in South Dakota is on the line with a cabinet question. How can we help you today? A galley kitchen is very small. We just live in a small ranch, but I, uh, we put in Cortison uh, custom-built cabinets with the crown molding to the ceiling, the French cabinets up to the ceiling, and um, or European-style and so we're going to be putting the house on the market, and my husband and I are having a little debate because I want to take them out and bring them with. They're quarter sawn, solid oak, and, you know, we put them in years ago where if we had to repeat this again now, it would be like three times the cost. Um, and so I want to take them out, and I'm designing a new home, so, you know, I have the, the galley design sort of drawn in, and so we could put them basically in the same configuration with just a little bit more room on both ends for other living space. So I just wanted to get in your opinion on that. Sure. I mean, why not? You can basically disassemble it the same way that you assembled it. You mentioned that you have crown molding on the cabinets all the way up to the ceiling. That'd be the place to start. Uh, and I would take the doors off and take the molding apart, take the doors off next because you don't want to have to work on those cabinets with the doors on them. So I would take the doors off at the hinges, carefully pack them and store them and label them so you know which cabinet they go to. And then just start taking the boxes apart. Start with the wall cabinets and work your way down uh, to the base cabinets. And, you know, the difficulty of the project is going to be 
you know, totally based on how they put it together the first time, but hopefully you can get everything apart pretty quickly with just some, uh, you know, very gentle prying off of the molding and with uh, removing of those cabinets the same way they were assembled. They were probably screwed into the wall. You should be good to go. I would be, be uh, careful that the wall cabinets are usually also screwed together, and so you may have to pull out more fasteners than you expect, but I certainly don't see any reason you can't disassemble them, especially given the fact that they're good quality cabinets and that you feel like there's a place for them in the new home. I've been wanting to kind of call about this, but we weren't sure until we uh, found out for sure we were going to be moving. All right, well, it sounds like we've got a plan. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, the floor is one of the largest blank surfaces in your home, and it deserves as much, if not more, attention than any other surface. We'll have tips next. You live in a money pit. The Money Pit is presented by Mr. Beams, safety and security lighting solutions that can be installed in five minutes. No wires, no electrician. No kidding. Find Mr. Beams lights at major retailers and learn more at MrBeams.com. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now at 888-MONEY-PIT, presented by Home Advisor. Hey, are you ready for a basement makeover you can enjoy all winter long? HomeAdvisor can instantly match you with the right pro for the job for free. All right, but you've got two pros right here willing to help you out right this moment. And I've got a post here that Tanya wrote, I'm putting butcher block in for the bar tops and counters in my home. What do you recommend I seal it with? Ah, butcher block. I mean, it's a beautiful addition to any kitchen, right? Gorgeous. But it really requires kind of a lifetime commitment to the maintenance to keep it that way. You got to think about the fact that, you know, as a tree, it basically was designed to soak up things all the time, right? But now it's in the form of a countertop. It's going to be sucking up that food oil and the fats and can really become a breeding ground for dangerous bacteria, even E. coli that could make your family sick. So you got a couple of options here. First of all, you can stain the wood and apply a clear finish, or you can apply a food-safe oil, but you have to do that all the time. Now, if you go with the clear finish route, you're going to have a lot less ongoing maintenance, but some of that finish could possibly chip off if you're not careful. If you go with oils, you need to apply it regularly for the counter. A good rule of thumb to maintain butcher blocks with oils is to apply it once a day for the first week, then once a week for the first month, and then about once a month for the life of the counter after that. Just make sure you choose a food-safe oil so that any of that that gets in the food won't cause you any harm. Mm -hmm. And when you do get some food right on that surface, clean it up right away. You just don't want it to absorb any of those bacteria. Well, when it comes to laying out a new floor for your home, there are more design options than you can possibly imagine. And Leslie's got some ideas on how you can combine some of those flooring styles for a completely new look in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word, presented by Pergo Outlast Plus. That's right. You know, a great flooring project can really enhance any room, whether it's a brand new room or a room that you're just redesigning. So when it comes to flooring, I like to use a quality product that's going to last and be super durable for the face. But I like to take it one step further. Now, once I pick my flooring material, I like to make sure that the planks of the wood are available in different widths. Now, why do I do that? It's because I like to create a focal point within that space if I can. Now, this works really well in a foyer or in a hallway, anywhere where you do have a little bit of open floor space that you're not going to cover with an area rug, because essentially I make what looks like a rug in the middle of the room, except it's out of wood flooring. 
Now, what I like to do is use a wider plank throughout, and then I choose an inset area. And using even the same exact flooring, finish, material, but just a different width, I create an inset border. Now, maybe it's a space that's three by five, and then do one plank that's a thinner width, and then on the interior of that three by five, maybe I put the flooring down in a herringbone pattern or in a diamond pattern, something that's just a little bit different and eye-catching. You know, if you do this, it really can make that space feel unusual and gorgeous and wealthy thought out and so beautifully designed. And thanks to Pergo, with all their amazing finishes and laminate choices, you really can create a beautiful focal point to any space. And that's today's flooring design tip presented by Pergo Outlast Plus, the only water-resistant laminate that prevents water from seeping into the joints. Unlike other water-resistant laminates that let water pass through the joints and causes edges to swell, Pergo's Spill Protect 24 technology creates a watertight surface so spills can be wiped up or simply evaporate over time. Plus, Pergo's superior design with deep textures and high-definition printing create an incredibly realistic look. Outlast Plus resists water and ends worries. Available in 19 different colors for $279 a square foot at the Home Depot and online at homedepot.com. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Coming up next time on the program, as simple as it might seem to add insulation, it's a project that many do-it-yourselfers get wrong. We'll have tips to make sure you can get it right on the next edition of the Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Lessa Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a Money Pit.